Holly, today we're talking to a legit journalist. We are. Let's... If, if ever we've had pressure to interview well, today might be the day. <laughs> yeah. But I back us. Yeah, no, I back us as well, you know. It's just if we get exposed as, you know, not being able to actually interview someone. We never claim to be able to interview. <laughs> Very true. We chitter chatter. Mum always says when um, she gives me her critical feedback of the episode. That, uh, <laughs> no, joking. Constructive feedback. Um, she always says the chatty episodes are her fave. Mm. Potentially because she likes our voices, but also... <laughs> Probably. Thanks, Delia. <laughs> um, we're going to try a new game today as well, aren't we, Holly? Oh, I'm worried about this. I really am. <laughs> it will be another game that has a cow pun in the title. and But it's fine, Holly, because you won't have to do the sound effects this time. No, I know. I, I hope you do commit to your role and sing it i will try and commit to the role okay so if that isn't a reason to stay to the end folks then (laughs) (laughs) don't say that they're all now fleeing before the episode's even started (laughs) no i just don't like the fact that you have you have all control of this game Mm, that's what i like about it you have a funny idea of when you're being funny (laughs) (laughs) oh you're so mean Okay, okay, let's get on with it. Today we're talking to Upland Sheep Farmer and the brilliant news and business reporter at the Farmer's Guardian, Hannah Bins. I've always liked writing and I've always liked the farm, so I thought, oh, I'll just marry the two together. I was kind of getting asked questions like, you know, do brown cows produce chocolate milk or how many eggs does a chicken lay a day? Those type of questions. I was like, they haven't got a clue. And everyone was always shocked that I came from a farm. They were like, yeah, but you're you're blonde, you're you're a girl, you're you don't you don't dress like a farmer. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you don't have to look and dress like a farmer to be a farmer. Like there's no we're not a stereotype. The agriculture industry has room for everyone. Welcome Hannah. Thank you very much for having a chat with us. We understand it's been a pretty hectic past few weeks for you, hasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. Um just been moving house, um, bought my first house. So yeah, moving from a farm to a house. It's a bit strange living in a town. Oh, congratulations though. Have you have you moved very far away from the family farm? Only about 10-15 minutes down the road, so I've still been going back to help lamb. Not far at all. Yeah. Oh nice. So are you busy lambing at the moment then? Yeah, so we're about halfway through. So we finished all the ewes and now we're just on to hogs and hill sheep. Where whereabouts in the country are you? Uh, so the family farm is in Downham, which is near Clitheroe, which is Lancashire. Oh. Um so if anyone's ever heard of the Pendle Witches, we farm on Pendle Hill. Um so that's where I am. That's cool. My um some of, some of the listeners might be listening from Lancaster Uni because that's where I went. And one of our colleges is called Pendle after yeah. Pendle Hill. So this is exciting. I didn't realise. Yeah. Hmm. People actually live there. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we do. So the Pendle witches actually were, were tried at Skipton and then they were went to Lancaster Castle where they were executed. So hence that's probably why there's the link there with Lancaster University. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's exciting. That's, we learn, learn something new every day, don't we, Dan? <laughs> So, so what have you been up to today, Hannah? Like, have you been lambing on the farm or have you been um, writing for Farms Guardian? What have you been doing? Yeah, so Farms Guardian stuff. So my nine to five day is working for the Farms Guardian. So at the moment, we're just, uh, it's kind of a bit of a hybrid working. So it's kind of two days in the office, 
uh, the rest of the time at home. So today's been a home day. And where is the sort of head office for Farmers Guardian? Where is the office? So it's at Preston, uh, Fullwood. So it's only about 40 minutes away. So it's quite a nice drive. Oh, that is handy. And I suppose what with you being a reporter, I suppose often you might be all over the country reporting rather than just specifically in Preston anyway. So it's a bit of a mixture. So I started at a really weird time. So I started three weeks before COVID kicked off. Oh no. Uh, so I spent, you know, the first two years of my journalist career kind of working from home and not really meeting farmers and getting out and about. Um, so it's only just started to open up at the moment. Yeah, so I guess you haven't been able to attend too many events. I saw that you were at the NFU conference recently. Yeah, so I went to the NFU conference, which was very hectic. Um, so on top of all the kind of, you know, the partying that everyone else gets up to, you've still got to kind of sit there and do all the writing as the event is happening. Um, so Farms Guardian goes to press on a Wednesday afternoon. So obviously with the conference being Tuesday, Wednesday, it yeah. was a mad scramble to make sure we got all the content done. And then we kind of wanted to get all the content the next week boxed off. So then when it got to Thursday, it was all done. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. So, yeah, it's a mad few hours. Um, but yeah, very good conference. If anyone gets a chance to go, please do. It's, it's well worth it. And have you, since COVID has sort of um, become a little bit less restricted, have you been to visit many, many stories or have you started to meet some farmers out and about? Uh, I've been to quite a few, um, mainly, like you said, events. So I got to, to go down to London to meet Jeremy Clarkson at another NFU event, which Ooh. was quite a fun person oh, to interview. Name drop. Uh, <laughs> in there (laughs) the only famous person I've met okay (laughs) um but yeah just just other bits and bobs um so a couple of weeks ago I got to go to a CLA meeting um it was quite a small one but it was with the Lancashire Police and Crime Commissioner just to discuss rural crime and I was the only member of the press there so that was really interesting wow to kind of get an exclusive on his thoughts on rural crime and is your job now at Farmers Guardian is that your first job in journalism yes it's my first journalism job um, so kind of how it all started. So I went to the University of Leeds and studied ancient history and English. Um, I kind of started a blog while I was at uni in second year after realising how disconnected people were with the provenance of the food. Um, so that was I've always liked writing and I've always liked the farm. So I thought, oh, I'll just marry the two together. I was kind of getting asked questions like, you know, do brown cows produce chocolate milk or how many eggs does a chicken lay a day? Those type of questions. I was like, they haven't got a clue. Um, so I thought my blog, no one would read it, but I thought I'll just share what I got up to at the farm this weekend when I visited. And slowly doors started to open for me. So I did a week's work experience that summer at the Farmers Guardian. Uh, the following year, I got onto the British Guild of Agricultural Journalists John Deere Training Award, which for anyone listening along who's interested in journalism, especially agricultural journalism, I do recommend that course because it's like a two, three day crash course on all journalism, things that you need to know, you know, how to write news, how to write features, interviewing styles and techniques, really worth doing. Wow. Um, So then because of that, I got to do a week's work experience down at Farmers Weekly to see how they did things there. And then just just kept blogging, writing a few articles here and there for people, just, just freelance unpaid. Uh, left university, got a job with the NFU on the Agricultural Policy Graduate Trainee Scheme, did that for 18 months and then got approached by Farmers Guardian with the job offer saying, you know, someone's leaving the team, do you fancy it? Interviewed and here I am. That's so cool. I mean, I the to get onto the NFU sort of grad schemes, that's 
really competitive so massive that you got onto that and then even more so that then like farmers guardian one of the biggest agricultural journalists in the country approached Mm. you rather than you applying and was journalism something that you always wanted to do was it something that you considered doing when you were older you know when you were growing up um or was it just at uni when you started to think oh this is a bit of me even at uni I wouldn't have said I was particularly inspiring to be a journalist um I've always liked writing I've always liked reading I was that kid who was always in the library I think my first brownie badge was the librarian one I was (laughs) I always had my nose in a book and I was always there sat writing short stories um so I always thought I'll do something with writing um but I never thought oh I could make a career out of it it was just something that I always enjoyed and just kind of into. I just think back to you studying in Leeds doing about history and then actually now you're working like the most current of current affairs it's quite the contrast. Yeah. <laughs> there is but quite interestingly if you compare um, ancient especially ancient Roman farming techniques to nowadays they had similar land structures they had landlords they had tenants they had small holders really fascinating stuff. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's a story for another day. I think we've gone for that for hours. No, that's that's interesting that you can sort of compare them though. Of of all the stories that you've wrote about, have you found that that sort of it's, it's stuff that does contrast with your your degree and your history? Have you found that that's been the stuff that's interested you most, or is there other topics that find you sort of grasp your attention? So I write about so much that there's not really one particular thing that kind of grabs me. Um, but one feature that does stick in my mind was when I did a um, look back on foot and mouth. Um, so foot and mouth hit our family farm, as it probably will have done for many people listening, um, back in 2001. Um, I was only four years old at the time, so I have little recollection of what actually happened. But according to my dad, we lost half our flock and we were quite badly impacted. We were one of the last farms in Lancashire to be hit, so we thought we'd got away with it, and no, we hadn't. Um, so it was the 20 year anniversary is the wrong word for such a terrible time, but it was 20 years on from foot and mouth. Um, so I kind of mentioned this to our editor, Ben Briggs, and just said, you know, is it worth doing anything? And he kind of was like, yeah, you know, if you want to, you know, just, just go along and see. Um, so I did a massive look back. It was kind of an eight page special in the end, which I don't know how he let me write about eight pages on foot and mouth, but he did. And he kind of looked at, you know, various things so instead of you know looking back on all the politics I kind of took a more of a human approach to that feature and kind of looked back on you know how it affected all the different generations so for instance someone who was probably a bit older than me and how it affected their farming career someone who was you know maybe 30s 40s at that time and how it impacted the rest of their farming career and someone who was you know coming towards the end and how you know they've reflected back on how the industry has changed since then. Um, I also took a look at vets and how it impacted the vet's mental health, because often or not, at that time, they were seen as the bad guys. They were coming onto farm and killing the stock. Yeah, of course. So obviously farmers built up that bit of resentment, even though the vets were just doing the job. So I kind of looked at how that impacted vets all across the country, and just things like mm. that. That's so, it's so interesting that you're able to take take a topic that's, you know, dear to your heart and dear to your family's history, and then give it a voice and and make it relevant to you know the thousands of people that are are reading the magazine and I also know that you're super keen at like uh sharing the voices of young farmers and working a lot with young farmers to make sure that their stories are told as well um yeah young farmers um so we do a thing called young farmer focus so each week we profile a young farmer under 30 who's doing something within industry it's a chance for them to you know get their opinions out share what they're doing 
Um, it also looks good on your CV if you're looking to progress yourself. Yeah, um, so if anyone would like to contribute to that, you know, do get in touch. Like either if you two want to, um, you know, feature in it, you're more than welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, just give me the heads up. Um, <laughs> you say that, but yeah. you don't want to hear the stories that Dan comes out with. <laughs> of course I do. I'm a journalist. More you're stories. So, oh, you're so rude, Ollie. <laughs> That's what it is. No, that sounds really interesting, though, for like it's such a good opportunity if people feel that they've got a story or, or got something that they want to say that you guys provide a platform. Mm. That... Yeah, it's just a nice space for them to, just to share their thoughts. And you'll read one and it'll be completely different to next week's one. And mm. that's what's so great. Agriculture is so diverse. Yes. Yeah, no, completely, completely agree. And we say it all the time. Like, I really think people outside of farming think that it really isn't diverse and that people think in a very similar way. But, um, you know, as you very much know from talking to so many farmers, like, it's the complete opposite. Mm. Yeah, one thing that always struck me at university. So, obviously, I went to a non-farming university and everyone was always shocked that I came from a farm. They were like, yeah, but you're, you're blonde, you're, you're a girl, you're, you, don't, you don't dress like a farmer. And I'm like, well, no, I don't. I know I do now. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, like ripped jeans and Dot Martins, like, yeah, but you don't have to look and dress like a farmer to be a farmer. Like there's no, we're not a stereotype. The agriculture industry has room for everyone. Yeah. No matter what clothes and walks of life they come from. Yeah. No, that's so true. And that's, it's definitely something that Dan and I, it's like a key yeah. thing we try to push in this podcast. And part of the reason we do it is to prove that there's so many walks of life within farming. And I mean, I, I really want to know, like, when you write something and put it out there in the world, how much do you care about the reaction to that? You know, are you seeking that reaction to see what people think? Because, you know, these diverse ideas and opinions are surely going to be, you know, amplified when you write about it and put it out there? So at first it used to really, really bother me. So every time my story kind of went on Facebook when I first started and I'd see a negative comment, I'd, I'd, I'd feel like, oh, you know, I've, I've done something wrong or I've upset our reader or something. But you kind of get thicker skin to it. So because you're churning out that much content, you kind of, obviously, you kind of do your research beforehand. You know what your writing is, you know, as accurate as it can be. Um, you know you've done you know your background research you've also got different opinions there you've been balanced and you just kind of learn to go well that's their opinion that's not a reflection on you and your writing um, and obviously you get a little buzz when people really like your work or they share it it's quite nice especially with the young farmers when they get really excited to see the name in print and they're sharing it that's like a little joy like oh yay <laughs> like um, I help do that and make their day mm. Um but yeah, you kind of do get a thicker skin to it and you do learn less. And, you know, if someone rings you up and gives you a rant and rave, you kind of go, oh, OK, thank mm. you for that. <laughs> yeah, but I do think that the world of agri-journalism is quite it's quite special in that, you know, a lot of publications in different industries may see, you know, people buying less newspapers and magazines, you know, with the rise of social media. But in the agri-world, publications like The Farmer's Guardian still have such a significance you know and a strong presence within the industry yeah and it's how we keep that up to date as you know agriculture changes you know we are seeing more and more younger farmers enter the industry um, as has always been the case because you know farmers have always got old and new farmers have always come along um, it's not something that's new or revolutionary it's just something that's you know we always get that cycle but it's how now within the 21st century we make it more to a 21st century audience you know we're a bit more digital savvy my generation, especially the younger generation who are always on TikTok, 
how do we how do we tune into that audience and help them get the news that they need for their farming businesses yeah are farmers guardian on tiktok not yet it's something that we're looking at it's so embarrassingly i'm not on tiktok i consider myself too old to be on tiktok at 25 Don't do that. Uh, everyone in the office seems that like what you're not on tiktok but we're not on tiktok and we're like 30 and i'm like I don't know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> it confuses me. Well, well, I'm 26 and Holly's 24, and um, we have a TikTok, and Holly's very much in charge of the TikTok. <laughs> okay, so I need to I need to hit Holly up and ask her for her advice then. Oh, I, I wish so. We, yeah, what was it yesterday? Yesterday we put a video up and it got one view within an hour, and we messaged each other like, "Have you seen that we got a view?" <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, Holly, do you think now is a good time to play the game? I'm not sure if we've prepped Hannah for this one. <laughs> well, I like it. <laughs> You'll love it. It's fine. <laughs> a bit nervous now. Well, don't worry, Hannah, I'm not prepped either. <laughs> um, so we've created this game because we've got you here today. and um, We want to do something a little bit different, seeing as we've got you on. So the name of the game is Have I Got News for Moo? Nick Dan, you promised you were going to do that properly. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Have... <laughs> Have I got news for... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's our uh, podcast name for our dairy podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 this is all... Is that what the game is? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I promise we haven't ripped this off from the Farmer's Guardian <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, so basically, I'm going to read a headline from the Farmer's Guardian, and one of the words is going to be blank. And Holly doesn't know them either yet, so you're both up against each other, guessing what is the missing word from the headline. How long ago were the headlines? Like, are they fairly recent, or are they old ones? Um, they're all this year, but some of them might be a couple months old. <laughs> okay. And... Some of them may or may not be your headlines. Oh, this is going to be really embarrassing to get them wrong then, isn't it? Where are my headlines, Dan? Where are the ones that I wrote? <laughs> I, did, I did search Google Holly and there isn't any Holly Gilbert headlines. <laughs> um, so we will go to Holly first each time because I feel like she may come up with some interesting answers. <laughs> oh, and the first one is Jeremy Clarkson's plans for on-farm restaurant blank. Jeremy Clarkson's plans for an on-farm restaurant blank. What do you think? Um, on-farm restaurant. His plan for the on-farm restaurant. Could, uh, could it be like blows up or flops? I'm going to go for flops. Okay, you're going for flops. Um, Hannah, what do you think? Uh, something like uh, rejected or blocked rejected is spot on uh, yeah jeremy clarkson's plans for on-farm restaurant rejected why poor jeremy did you ask him about that when you when you met him no i didn't um i actually asked him about his sheep enterprise and what he was doing with his sheep uh, okay <laughs> i i think he's doing all right though isn't he our jeremy he won't be too bothered with that <laughs> um right let's go on to our second one uh so the second headline is first carbon neutral blank produced in wales first carbon neutral blank produced in wales holly what do you think this is challenging because actually there's a lot of agriculture that's a lot more carbon neutral than one might believe so to be the first carbon neutral 
I really hate I love being in charge of the game not playing it uh, <laughs> so it's the first carbon neutral something has been produced in Wales or it's Wales first first carbon neutral blank produced in Wales it's gonna be it's got to be something to do with sheep because it's Wales and what else they do their time there uh, <laughs> um carbon neutral quad bike and Hannah what do you think uh something like uh steak or cheese or cider mm both actually incorrect it was actually first carbon neutral potatoes produced potatoes. in wales oh, yeah okay yeah a pembrokeshire farmer called patrick elliott shout out i'm sure he's listening um <laughs> his determination <laughs> to implement sustainable practices has enabled him to produce the first certified carbon neutral potatoes in wales oh well, well done patrick that's good news i hadn't realized they were mm. Anyway, yeah. anyway fun fact, anyway. Um, let's do another one. And the blank is actually at the start of this headline. So, blank fight lands farmer a seat on council. Blank fight lands farmer a seat on council. Right, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna give something like cock fighting or something, but obviously that wouldn't get you a seat on council, no. so. No, it wouldn't. Uh, l- l- land, HS2, <gasps> um, Land. Um, land. Okay. Yeah, land. Okay, cool. Land, fight, lands, farmer, seat on the council. Hannah, what do you think? Uh, crime, fight. Crime, fight, lands, farmer, seat on council. Well, I can tell you that you're both wrong. Um, it is actually diversity, fight, lands, farmer, a seat on council. And this is actually a guy from Devon. Um, the black farmer, Wilfred Emmanuel Jones. Oh, okay. um, he is joining the governing council of RAU. Oh, that's really cool. You can tell I've been at work all day. What I'm thinking about is land. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Finally, the Scottish government refuses farmer compensation for blank damage. Scottish government refuses farmer compensation for blank damage. It's whiskey from Scotland. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Scottish government refuses farmer compensation for whiskey damage. No. Oh, that wasn't what I meant. We're, go- we're going with that. Um, Hannah, what what do you think? Uh, something like storm or flooding damage. Mm, well, that would be a much more sensible answer than whiskey damage. <laughs> <laughs> um, the answer is actually Scottish government refuses farmer compensation for beaver damage. Oh, oh. no. beavers. Them beavers. I mean, I, I I, perhaps didn't feel that it's appropriate to talk about beaver damage on the podcast, Dan, but um, fine. <laughs> well, I feel like we'll, uh, we'll end the game there on that note. Thanks, Holly. <laughs> Finally, for for anyone listening that may be inspired by what you do, Hannah, maybe a young farmer wanting to go into journalism, you know, apart from sending in their young farmer focus pieces into you, what is your advice to anyone starting out and wanting to get into journalism? So my advice is just to get writing. So find what, it doesn't have to be agricultural journalism, you might be from agriculture, but you might be really interested in music or sport. So find what makes you tick and just get writing. Um, like I did, I'd started a blog. I did freelance, unpaid freelance for, for years. Um, just keep submitting articles here and there, writing about what people want. Um, slowly and surely, you'll start to build up a bit of a name for yourself. Um, attend training if you can. For instance, the guilds course, that really helped. There's always different different options out there, especially nowadays it's all online. 
Um, there'll be so many, you just have to Google, you know, <laughs> writing courses or, you know, they'll be able to come up with some suggestions. Um, and just basically keep keep putting your name out there. Just keep pushing for opportunities. Email, you know, Farmers Guardian, be like, can I come work for you for a week? Like experience, you know, ask the questions. If you don't ask the questions, you won't get there. So just put yourself out there, have a bit of confidence in yourself and, and go for it. Yeah, exactly. So they can so where can they find your stories, Hannah? So you can find my stories on FG online. Um so yeah, fginsight.com. Um, you can also find them uh, on my social media channels. I'll often share them. Um, and you can also, you know, like you said, pick up the Farms Guardian from your local supermarket, subscribe or your local farm kitchen table. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for doing this, Hannah. Um, it's been so interesting chatting to you. No worries. Thank you for inviting me and good luck with the rest of your podcasts. How is Hannah only 25 years old and she's done so much? Do you know 25 must be the borderline for TikTok? Because I'm under 25 and I'm I'm still a little bit of a scroller. You're 26 and you've never heard of it. (laughs) 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 But Hannah, I'm excited for these Farmer's Guardian TikTok talks. Mm, Same. Little snippet of info, that's where we're all heading. We just like that 30 seconds of news yeah but i also want to read like a other i'm showing my age i also want to <laughs> read like a an in-depth article about something and hannah's all about that as well i love it she is no you can tell that and you can tell she's so passionate about like the industry she's reporting on and the exciting thing is that as we're starting to come out of covid we definitely haven't seen the best of hannah bins yet like there's even more exciting stuff to come because she's going to just be traveling more and more you know yeah when you next see hannah bin's name in the farmer's garden you'll be able to think now that you know a little bit more about the person behind those articles but holly um what is the verdict on have i got news for me <laughs> first of all can you just tell the listeners that we didn't actually steal that from farmer's garden because i'm scared we're going to get arrested <laughs> No, I mean, it really isn't the same. Um, so the Farmer's Guardian podcast is called Have I Got Moos For You? And our game was Have I Got News For Moo? So very different. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. Honestly, you'd never confuse them at all. That's what we like to do on this podcast. Take other people's ideas and... And run with it. Make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, young farmers listening, make sure you send in your young farmers features to Hannah Bins. Yeah. And maybe mention that you found out about it through us. <laughs> I've never heard of Farmers Garden until Holly and Dan spoke to you. <laughs> Holly, I think you could send something in. I, absolutely not. I feel like if, if I didn't know that Hannah was a nice girl, I'd think she was taking the mic when she suggested we write it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we. I think th- we have to say. I think we have things to say, Holly. Surely we don't have things to say. That's why we always ask to talk to other people because we don't have our own ideas. That is very true. <laughs> that that does sum the whole podcast up, actually. So if you do want to keep listening to episodes of us talking to other people because we don't have anything exciting going on in our own lives, yeah. <laughs> um, please make sure you hit subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on also you can give us a little five star rating if you like um so yeah please rate us five stars yeah we, I, I found out the other day that's a thing people can rate you and it would really make a difference for us you know little five five stars or, or if you feel like we're a fool then, mm. then maybe hold it back yeah. <laughs> don't comment <laughs> yeah, don't. round up always round up to the nearest five <laughs>